and welcome to My Little House of Prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I want to open up with prayer. Father, we come before you this morning and asking you to come have fellowship with us as we discuss your beautiful word. As I speak, let it be your words, not mine, Lord, that come out of my mouth. Let it be edifying to the body of Christ. And I thank you right now. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. I want to say this. I thought I was going to deliver a different message, but I believe because of the season we are in, this is why he wants to discuss this question. I believe at this time, more than most, there are people out there asking the question, Lord, do you not care about us? Especially during the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year. So without further ado, let's look at Mark 4, 35-40. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over on to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was, in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. <laughs> and they awake him and say unto him, Master, Carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? There are storms in our lives where it seems like the Lord is asleep. But he gave me a revelation to this, and I shared it with my daughter, that sometimes when he's very quiet, he is doing his best work undercover. We end up the ones blessed. The storms in our lives will come and go. This is a given. No one is exempt. How long they stay and how much destruction we allow them to have all depends on us. From Genesis to Revelation are thousands of examples like what took place in that boat. The Lord used my faith with natural storms to teach me his authority and peace spiritually. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. In the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, faith in the Greek is pronounced pistis, meaning persuasion, credence, moral conviction, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation, abstractly constancy in such profession, by extension the system of religious gospel truth itself, assurance, belief, believe, or fidelity. 1 John 5, 14-15, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, 
he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Matthew 21, 21 through 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done, and all things whatsoever you shall ask, in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, so far, the Lord has only one condition for answered prayer. Faith. Capital F, capital A, capital I, capital T, capital H. Faith. The Apostle Paul was persuaded all those who believed in God and died in the faith were morally convicted. And even now we Christians are to rely on Christ, especially for our salvation. We have accepted the gift of salvation from the Lord. If we are walking with him, then in 2 Corinthians 1.20, the Lord says that all of his promises are yes and amen. Not some of his promises, all of his promises. We are his children. We don't have to beg. But as a matter of politeness, we ask once. Then we thank him for the answer as we patiently wait for it. Why? To remind ourselves of his faithfulness. I have so many testimonies of answered prayers. Yet I am thankful for those he answered and also am thankful for the ones to come. And they will come. He said it. That settles it. Also, he loves to hear our thankfulness and gratitude. Earlier, I said that he used my faith in natural storms to build my faith in the spiritual storms of my life. Well, this is one testimony of using his promise in his word to deal with natural storms. There was a hurricane headed for the state I live in. It was supposed to be a Cat 5 hurricane when it finally touched land. The Lord led me to pray against this storm. He led me to the scriptures, Matthew 14, 22. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. 
And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. John fourteen twelve. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And so, with these two scriptures, I realized that if Jesus could speak to the storm and command it to stop, I could too. So I went in my prayer closet and took the authority the Lord gave me and commanded the storm to cease and desist, to stop and turn into absolutely nothing but a bowl of air and be pushed away from any place where people dwell, that people could not praise his name if they were dead. So it and the destruction it brought must not be. I went, in, went to a prayer meeting that night. The prayer request that night was about the storm, but it was from the already defeated perception. You know, we might not get what we ask for, so we'll settle for what comes. Well, I decided to share how the Lord felt about that storm. And we handled it in my prayer closet. Well, the brother that was leading the Bible study told me, Sis, I'm afraid that you can't do that. That storm is coming as a cat five, and not even you can stop it. To which I replied, No. My Lord and King said the same power that he has, he has given also to me. It is going to happen. It will be nothing but a ball of air that won't affect anyone. After getting into our heated debate of it will and it won't, we agreed to disagree. <laughs> that night, he was watching the news as I was. I laughed as a cold ball of air came and extinguished it. After that, the brother called me a Holy Ghost storm chaser. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to get ugly with the devil about what you believe. And believe you me, he is constantly testing our faith in the Lord and what we believe. The devil is not a respecter of a person or a place. This is a truth. Satan and his cohorts imitate all the truths of God's word. This is why we have to study and show ourselves approved as Timothy said in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Why must we know the truth in God's word? Because of the careful care of Yahweh for all of his children. 
He has such a deep, careful care for all of his children that he neither slumbers nor sleeps. He keeps careful watch over us. Psalm 121, 2 through 4. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will keep not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So much so that even the angels question him in Psalm 8, 4 through 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Do you see that in verse 6? He has given us dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet. If they are under his feet, they are under ours. Luke ten nineteen through 21 Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. I mean, he is our example, right? We are to follow his example, right? Well, then, we should be walking in victory all day, every day. Does, that mean, does this mean we must be happy-go-lucky all the time? I think not. That would be a complete lie. Pain is very real, my friend. There is no avoiding it. It is about walking in faith. A total conviction of the Lord's faithfulness in all circumstances and situations. This walk is not a thornless rose garden. It is paved in his precious blood and our tears. This is proof of his loving care. He wants us to cry. Wait, what? Why would he want that? Because he saves every one of our tears in a bottle. Why does he do that? To pass judgment over each and every one of them. Psalm 56, 8 through 11. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Psalm 126, 5-6 They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Remember what it says in Revelations, Revelation 21, 4 And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, 
neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. The painful memories, the painful areas of our walk with Christ will be judged righteously. All of our tears will be poured out to make the streams that make glad in the new city. Doesn't this make your heart rejoice? Great is the love of the Lord. So look at these holidays as Satan's way of trying to distract us from being thankful and grateful. What are we supposed to do when depressing thoughts come? What did Jesus do every time Satan came to tempt him? He fought him by the word of God. It is written. Satan and his cohorts love to distract us from what is most important to God and for us. The name of the Lord God Almighty. Philippians 4, 6-7 Be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What does guard mean? Let's see. In the Webster's Dictionary, as a verb, it means to watch over and protect, to defend, to keep from escape or trouble, or to keep watch against. As a noun, it means defense, protection, a posture of readiness for defense, any device to protect against injury or loss, a person or group that guards or a defensive attitude. So when discouragement comes, picture the Lord your God in this posture. Remember in John 10, 12, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth says that he is the good shepherd. He is not a hireling. A hireling deserts the flock when danger approaches. Our Lord does not run away, quite the contrary. He stands in our defense. There is a saying in the body of Christ, if he sees fit to bring you to it, he will bring you through it. He has had to teach me not to be anxious. This has taken years of practice. I'm still practicing. Years of deliverance from one fear after another. This is so powerful. To be able to look back and testify of his faithful goodness. Now I have been given the opportunity to share this piece with others. Especially with a sister in Christ. You see, the Lord has built my home. He has provided for this ministry to be built. I had to believe even when I didn't understand or have his exact plan of how it was going to get done. This can get very discouraging and stressful, but the hand of the Lord got it done, not by me, but by his spirit. So a storm rolls in. My friend becomes anxious because the report of the enemy is that there will be lightning, high winds, and tornadoes. Sounds like that old uh, story about the uh, wolf and the three little pigs. And a wolf goes to the house and says, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. <laughs> that is when I told her, sis, God is not about to let the enemy destroy what he has started. He built this house as a ministry. 
He is not about to let harm and danger destroy it. Go to bed and get you some sleep. I went to bed and slept like a baby. She did too. The wind howled, the lightning thundered, the rain poured. I even had a lightning bolt hit very close to my house. But Psalm 91 is in full effect at my house, so nothing happened on my property. Be it, the Lord had told me to pick up all loose items and flip outdoor furniture over. Now this would sound a bit ridiculous, but the thing is that God honors obedience. That is all over the Bible. You will walk in his blessings as long as you are willing and obedient. All over the Bible, the children of God asked him constantly, Lord, do you not care about us? Jesus answered this question then, and he is still answering our question today. Matthew six twenty-five to 34 Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what you shall drink, for yet for your nor yet for your body, and what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Before I answered the Lord's call to my heart to follow him, I was one miserable human being, angry and bitter. But when I chose to answer the call, he healed me of the bitterness and anger. He showed me that I had to forgive in order to move forward. To obtain his blessings, as I woke up early to seek his face, he gave me a reason to be excited to see the sunrise and a new appreciation for each and every sunset. To me, every day is Thanksgiving, Christmas, and another year to look forward to what the Lord has planned for that year. When we have this mindset, I believe that we can keep our emotions in check, that we submit our emotions to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Then the observed holidays become just another day to praise His name and appreciate those who He, he has placed around you. Let me be the first to say to you today, 
that the Lord does care about you. But it is okay to be honest with him. He wants to hear all of our fears, desires, and needs. He welcomes the question, Lord, do you not care about us? Just like every parent, he is concerned about us. But he likes to give us a divine experience in him in order to help us build our faith in him. He loves all of us. So if you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. And the first, his first step in showing you how much he cares about us, that if you were the only one, he still would have gone to the cross of Calvary to redeem your life from the curse of sin and death. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. According to the mirror of the law of the Lord, ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to him. Thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let him influence your choice-making decisions. As you get in his holy word, ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you, because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins, and I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart. As my Lord and Savior, take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who have answered the call of the Lord, let me be the first to say welcome to the family of God. We are all excitedly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know by commenting, private messaging me, or emailing me at my number one little afmp at aol.com. I can't wait to hear from you. You can also let me know of any prayer requests you may have. I want to pray with and for you. Even your testimonies are more than welcome. I want to also rejoice with you. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord. But Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you right now that we got to visit with you and learn more about you today. And for those who made the choice to follow after you, Lord God, I pray that you keep their feet on solid ground, that they learn to get rooted and grounded in your word, Lord God, to learn of who you are to them and what you expect of them, Father. To learn of your great love and mercy and how to serve your love and mercy towards others. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's mighty name.
Amen.